Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Using marijuana before the age of 25 could actually cause changes in our memory. That's because THC, the active chemical in weed, attaches to receptors in the hippocampus, the part of your brain that creates memories. Learn about marijuana at our website. Did you know your daily routine could be the key to your next vacation getaway? NerdWallet helps you compare travel and cashback cards to turn your everyday purchases into your next unforgettable getaway experience. Traveling doesn't have to be expensive, and daily expenses don't have to get in the way of your next escape. Imagine purchasing food and earning points towards a free hotel room, or earning points toward a flight by simply buying gas. Regardless of your financial situation, the NerdWallet team will help you make sense of your options at nerdwallet.com. Get expert information from an award-winning team of nerds to make even the most complicated money questions and topics easy to understand. NerdWallet's dedicated team will offer the tips you need to get that vacation you've been waiting for without breaking the bank. NerdWallet offers everything you need to make sound financial decisions while costing you absolutely nothing. Find the smartest financial products for you on NerdWallet.com or in app stores by downloading the NerdWallet app. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the Goldilocks Productions presentation of the In the Psychic Flow Show with Carolyn Carey. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us tonight in the Psychic Flow. I'm having a little uh, difficulty with my lighting tonight. I don't love it. Um, anyway, sorry about that. It's it's not about me tonight. It's about our special guest, Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer. So if I look a little like frazzled, it's because I'm nervous tonight. I, I love Mark, and but he makes me nervous just having someone of his caliber on the show. So thank you for joining us. We are not doing any readings tonight. Uh, so join me, let's see, next week. And I forgot who's coming on next week. I think it's me. Oh, aren't you nice, Nicole? Thank you so much. So don't be super stickering it to get in line to get a reading with Mark because he is here to talk about his new book, 
the afterlife frequency. He's going to be a few minutes late into the show because he's finishing up another show and uh, has graciously agreed to join us tonight. So I'm very excited about this. Hi, Gigi. I have not uh, talked to him in a while, so it should be very interesting. Um, so let me get the things out of the way. We are a bit, we are on Rumble, and you can give us a thumbs up. We are on uh, YouTube. If you could like, ring the bell, subscribe, that would be super. We would love that because uh, the more views we get, the better for the show, the better for Goldilocks Productions. So I hope you will do that for us. What else? Um, we are also available on many platforms for audio. If you're driving home or you're busy, you're doing things and you listen to this show, um, I will repeat a couple of things. If I get questions from the audience directed to Mark and his career as a lawyer and a psychic, um, I will repeat them. I'll repeat any answers that I get. Uh, but I think that you will, any questions that I get, but I think that you will be... Um, very uh, interested in, uh, in Mark's books and, and his life and how he deals with things and his profession as a lawyer, what drew him to this, um, to being a psychic. I believe he comes from a psychic family. So, and he is also, um, hi, Ruth. Thank you. Hi, Carol. Nice to see you. Uh, let me see who else we have here. What else did I want to bring up? Oh, I have a special sponsor. We're going to have a commercial tonight about halfway through. Uh, Laura Romero is my sponsor for the month, and I appreciate her so much. And uh, we have her Mary Kay Consultant commercial is will be coming on tonight. Thank you so much, Laura, for everything that you do for all of us here on Goldilocks. And I appreciate you supporting my show in the Psychic Flow. So we will have that. Uh, let me see what else do we have. What else? Hi, Sugar Kim. How you doing? Nicole, Gigi, Carol. Boy, you guys are early. Veronica, hello from Australia. Wonderful. Hi, Linnell. Great to see you. Great, Kim. Great. Hi, Kavita. Wonderful to see you on here. What else did I want to talk? Okay, so let me give you a little um, history on Mr. Mark Anthony. He will be joining us in a few moments. And uh, Tiffany will let us know when he is available. He is finishing up another show. Now, we've had some bad weather here today, so hopefully we will not have a problem uh, getting Mark up and loaded here because we had tornado watches today. And um, I didn't notice any heavy wind, but we did get some heavy rain, which we needed. Uh, actually, I got soaked a couple of times today, but uh, that's okay. We needed the, the, the rain. So here we, oh, there he is. Look, I was just talking about him. There he is. Can't hear us. I can hear you, sort of. Hello, I can't hear you. I can hear you. I can't hear you. Oh, Tiffany. Hold on. Tiffany, Mark's having a little trouble hearing us. Just saying, let's see. What can we do? Uh, let me see. Maybe my volume is too low. Testing. Let me text her and see. One moment, people. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, I had to make an adjustment and we are 
Good to go. Oh, hey, awesome. hey Carol Ann, thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's great to see you. Thank you for being so gracious and uh, letting us into your schedule there. I know you just finished an interview probably. And uh, so that's great. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, I just wrapped my show, The Psychic and the Doc, on the Transformation Network that I co-host with Dr. Pat Basili. And and uh, Carol Ann was gracious enough to invite me on her show. So we had to close that out. And that's why, like, my sound was because it was adjusted for that. And anyway, so here I am. And thank you again. Uh, it's great to see you. Um, I was going to mention that in that show... The Psychic and the Doc is on Thursdays. Four, is it 4 p.m. Eastern Standard? It's 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Okay. Okay. That's what I wrote, but that's not what I read. Okay. Great. So that's a great show. And you take questions, both of you. Take we questions. do. Yeah, we do. People call in, and we have guests on the show as well. But people will call in, and um, I'll make a connection to the other side. And then Dr. Pat is a behavioral psychologist. So she will say, well, this is what I feel that the the message means for you. So they're getting uh, the psychic and and the doc. And tonight was our one year anniversary show uh, on the air and we're going strong. So um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, quite the adventure. And um, I'll tell you, the last couple of weeks have been just amazingly busy. My new book just came out, The Afterlife Frequency. And um, I know we're going to talk a little bit about that, but Carol Ann, I'll let you take it away. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Everyone is very excited to see you here with us tonight. Uh, Mark's website, afterlifefrequency.com. Hi, uh, Anna. Hi, Linnell. Thank you for joining us. Uh, We can now hear Mark. So we got everything all set. Mark, you are known as the Psychic Lawyer and the Psychic Explorer. Um, You have two other books, Never Letting Go and Evidence of Eternity, also available on Amazon, as well as your new book, which we're going to dive into tonight, The Afterlife Frequency. Beautiful. The Afterlife Frequency. um, And the Afterlife Frequency is, the subtitle is The Scientific Proof of Spiritual Contact and How That Awareness Will Change Your Life. And so what I did with this book, Carol Ann, is I analyzed all the different forms of spirit contact, interdimensional communication, not just through a medium like myself, but when people have a visitation or they have a dream or a deceased loved one talks to them or a near-death experience, or when they observe someone having a deathbed vision, uh, an out-of-body experience, because traditionally, all those have been split into separate categories. And they shouldn't be, because they all have common denominators of energy transfer and frequency alignment. So in this book, I explain the, the commonality between all of them and how everyone because you're either a medium or you're not, you're either a psychic or you're not. But that being said, everybody is capable of having a psychic and mediumistic experience. And I explained that in the afterlife frequency. And I introduced my four-step raft technique that teaches people how to recognize the signs from spirits, accept the contact is real, feel it without overthinking it, and then trust in the message. So that's my new book, The Afterlife Frequency. And, and uh, Carol Ann, I'm very, very humbled 
uh, and and a bit overwhelmed at the the reception the book has had. It it was released on October twelfth, and it immediately hit bestseller status on Amazon and going strong. Um, I was notified by Columbia University in New York City that it's been submitted for a Pulitzer Prize. Wow! And then last week. Uh, Shirley MacLaine, the, the yes. legendary, she recommended it in in her her newsletter, the Shirley Graham, and uh, I mean, it's like I, I'm so so honored, and then and I've been doing uh, two to three interviews per day because people want to know about spirit. It's not hocus pocus, spirit community. It's not evil. It's not right. hocus pocus, and and the thing is. When I was eight years old, my dad was was a medium, but he was also a Navy SEAL and a NASA engineer. My mom, Mm -hmm. too. She was a medium. This runs in my family. And she was an artist and a commercial illustrator. And my dad, he was my hero when I was a little kid. He was always my hero. But when I was a little kid, dad worked on the space program. He worked with astronauts. And I was like in awe. And I remember we were looking at the stars one night and... He said, Mark, there's no such thing as a mystery. There are only questions for which we do not yet have an answer. Mm-hmm. And if enough funding, research, dedication, and focus is put into anything, we're going to come up with an answer. And it will be based on science. So that's what I'm doing at the Afterlife Frequency is explaining the different forms of spirit communication on the basis of quantum physics. But I, I do want to say this. And when people hear quantum physics, they're going to be like, oh, no, trust me, not a boring book. This is not going to be like reading a calculus textbook. Mm-hmm. I suffered through enough boring books in law school and the practice of law. I'm not inflicting that on anybody. I explain things in a way that that anybody can understand and illustrate them through through very fast-moving or emotional and sometimes even funny stories. So... That that's um, part of what's happening with my new book, The Afterlife Frequency. You know, all of your books are fabulous, Mark. You're a Thank great you. author. I love the way that you present things. I've I've watched you in person. You're phenomenal at your presentations. Everything you do is just top shelf. I have to say that. And to have you're a little younger than me, but I remember Shirley McLean's books coming out. Yeah. And how fascinating to have her comment on your book, it to me is like a huge, must be a huge honor because (laughs) I've always read her information. She was such a pioneer and explorer. She really was um, um, because she was the first major celebrity to come out and go public with her beliefs in reincarnation with, um, aliens, UFOs, with psychic ability, with mediumship. And I mean her her the book where she she did this was called Out on a Limb because yes. she really did go out on yeah. a limb there. Yeah. And so that that was um it, it, it's just such an honor. And it's funny because you know a lot of people say, well who's Shirley McLean? I said, well did you ever see Downton Abbey? I go, yeah they go, oh Shirley McLean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, she was, I, she, I she, always well, admired her. You know, she was in uh, my dad always loved westerns, okay, and he he loved John Wayne, but Clint Eastwood, he loved Clint Eastwood, 
And one of my favorite uh, Clint Eastwood Westerns is, is the title is called Two Mules for Sister Sarah. And Clint Eastwood is one yes. of the mules, okay? And he rescues this woman um, that uh, it's an old, it's a Western, and she's dressed like a nun. She turns out to be a prostitute, okay? But yes. she was masquerading as a nun, and, and that was played by Shirley MacLaine. And that has got to be one of the funniest one of the best Westerns ever. So for film buffs, check out the movie Two Mules for Sister Sarah with Clint Eastwood and Shirley MacLaine. I guarantee you will not be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> what a dynamite, uh, what a dynamite woman. I mean, all, yeah. all the way around. Now, you know, it's interesting. I've spoken to you before, but I, I knew your dad was uh, worked for NASA. Yeah. But I may have forgotten that your parents were both mediums. Yeah. Now, growing up like that, that's got to be pretty interesting and wonderful <laughs> for you. Yeah. You know, what it, was it, that like having your parents talking to dead people? Well, it, you know, it, it was just part of life. I mean, you know, the joke I like to make, which really isn't a joke because it's true. I'd come home from school. All right. So I'm like, you know, nine or 10 years old and I'd walk in, you know, I'd walk home from the bus stop and I'd walk in the house and mom would look at me and said, I saw a spirit today and I'd be like, cool. Do we have any peanut butter? <laughs> you know, and I'm making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. She goes, yeah, it's over there. And I'm eating my peanut butter sandwich. And she'd be telling me about uh, the contact. And uh, with my dad, he was a bit more reserved about it. Um, it is the two sides of the family. My mother's family was of Italian descent and, and my mother's um, grandmother, my maternal great grandmother, Giovanna was known in the Italian community of north new jersey and and little italy i like to joke you know the godfather stomping grounds yeah uh, but yeah. she was known as uh, she was referred to as the woman who knows things and people would come to her for her advice and for her spiritual connections even uh, officials in the catholic church i mean yes. including cardinals and in 2016 pbs did a two-part special called the italian americans and they actually did an entire segment on Giovanna and mm. referenced her psychic abilities. And it was just amazing because I remember watching it and like on every commercial break, you know, one of my cousins would be calling me. We'd be calling each other back and forth. And and uh, it, it was it was quite an honor uh, to have that. And then my dad's side of the family, very conservative Pennsylvanian um, Baptist, very white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. And uh, but my dad, his sister Marjorie, his mother Isabel, and his maternal grandmother Grace were all mediums. Uh, so so, but in their circles, you know, it was kept very quiet. And your mom was Catholic, of course. So yes. usually people feel Catholicism and mediumship do not go. But yet, I see so many very well known and accomplished mediums are all Catholic. What do you think that's about? Yeah, I, I've wondered that myself. I think, though, that, well, I remember when uh, I was a little kid, I'm going to Catholic school. My dad's like, you know, don't, don't talk about this in school. All right. We have angels. We have saints. We have all these metaphysical, right. spiritual beings. I think there is a predisposition to being open to spiritual contact, because when you look at the lives of, of the saints, many of them 
possess characteristics that we now know as psychic or mediumistic ability. If you look at, um, I'm going to take three saints from the Middle Ages, St. Francis of Assisi. Um, he would go into such a deep state when he was praying that he would develop stigmata. He would bleed from right. his hands, his feet. He, In other words, stigmata is actually mimicking the wounds of Christ on the cross, and he would bleed from his hands, his feet, from his side. His right-hand man, if you will, St. Anthony of Padua, would be able to lecture in languages that he never knew. Like he was a, 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 a um, an evangelical, a missionary, and he would go to France and Germany and other places throughout Europe, and the words of, of his sermons would just come out of him. And then their associate, St. Claire of Assisi, she was a nun, um, but they all knew each other. They all worked together. St. Francis formed the Franciscans. She was so wise that um, popes, kings, emperors used to come to seek her, her wisdom and advice. And she got so ill toward the end of her life that she could no longer attend church services. So she would pray to God to let me see what was happening in church. And she could see what was happening in real time. We oh, wow. now know her as a remote viewer. There you go. And in fact, in 1958, Pope Pius XII declared her the patron saint of television. <laughs> now, isn't that something? So, so when you look at that, um, Francis and Anthony were channelers, transmediums, where they were able to tap into the collective consciousness, you know, visions of the Holy Spirit. Claire was a remote viewer. And I could go on and on and on with, with uh, various saints and figures from the Bible as well that all, all manifested what we now refer to as psychic and mediumistic ability. And what it is, Carol Ann, is back in those days, like in biblical times, but especially in the medieval era, if you walked around medieval France saying, I see dead people, well, they're going to burn you at the stake for being a right. witch. Okay. Right. But if you joined the clergy, then you're receiving visions of the Holy Spirit. Oh, I and see. And you're put into a whole different class. You know? um, so anyway, that's uh, I've always found that very fascinating. It's one of the lectures that I give uh, is, mm -hmm. is on that particular topic. So, so yes, um, traditional religions say, don't do this, it's bad. But there's many passages within the Bible um, that, that are much more favorable uh, to, to, um, to spirit communication. In fact, in Romans 12, verses 6 through 8, Paul the Apostle writes that we all have gifts from God. If your gift is prophecy, then prophesize in accordance with your faith. He also writes in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 12, that there are different gifts from God. To one is given prophecy, to another discernment of spirits. That's yes. mediumship. Yes. And, and he said these are all gifts from God. So for the, for the I call them the salad bar Christians, the ones that want to <laughs> pick and choose what verses that justify, you know, judging other people, let's look at it instead as a stew. Okay. okay, you have to look at all of it, because even in in uh, the book of Deuteronomy, and that's where a lot of the, the yes. hellfire and brimstone Christians, they say uh, Deuteronomy um, 18 talks about, um, you know, don't talk to, to uh, mediums. Yet, if you look deeper into the passage, uh, Deuteronomy 21 through 22, 
the standard for whether or not a prophet is of the Lord, prophet meaning psychic, is truth. If what the prophet brings through comes true or is true, then this is of, of God. So the people who say mediums are not a God need to read the entire entire passage before they, you know, cast the first stone. Yeah. So people cherry pick, you know, what works for them instead of immersing themselves in what is actually said. So thank you so much for that must be a very interesting uh, presentation that you give. I would love to see it. Check out Mark Anthony's website, the afterlife frequency and Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer. As long as we're mentioning the lawyer side, now combining both of these, and you're so accomplished at both, Mark, how does this work? I mean, is it left brain function, right brain? I don't quite get that. How do you combine <laughs> both of these abilities? Uh, you know, it's it's such a part of me that I've integrated it, um, but when I when I first started practicing law. I was a prosecutor. It's funny. A lot of people, well, what's that? All right. Prosecutor works for the government. Um, you know, we're the ones that have to bring the evidence to convict uh, people charged with crimes. And when you're a young prosecutor, uh, fresh out of the box, you get stuck with first appearances on weekends. <laughs> and yeah. what I mean by that is first appearances, when people are arrested, they have to be brought before a judge within 24 hours to determine if they should continue to be held or if, you know, bonds should be, a bail should be, uh, po you know, allowed to be posted or no bond. And and so I would be at uh, the prosecutor's table with uh, the attorney working with me. And then, of course, there would be the defense table, you know, across the, the aisle from us. And people would, they'd bring people in and I, and I'd look at them and go, that one's child molester. That one was charged oh. with drugs. That one's drunk driving. That one's spouse battery. And my co-counsel would say, how do you know that? You haven't even looked at the police reports yet. And I said, well, look at them. And then they're like, well, they, you know, they've been in the, the jail all night. Everybody looks grungy and worn out in the morning. And so it kind of got to be this thing that let's see if Mark can figure out what someone's charged with before we show him the police report, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, we'd be doing this among ourselves. I wouldn't be saying this, you know, on, you know, right. to, to the judge, although a lot of them, you know, kind of, kind of knew something was up. But, um, but what I have found is that we all have, we all have gifts from God, just like the apostle Paul said, and this was in my skill set, And so, it does not make me all-knowing and all-seeing. I mean, Carol Ann, you're a very accomplished, a, a fantastic psychic medium. Um, but does this make us all-knowing and all-seeing? No. No. It, it gives us insights. It gives us an ability to to tap into the afterlife frequency. Because you know, a lot of people are like, well, you should have known that. And it's like, well, if I should have just known that, I should have just known the Powerball numbers and, um, you know, and people are, you know, you're always going to get um, sarcastic yes. people to make these type of con uh, comments. And what I explained in the afterlife frequency is that everybody has the same basic physiology. And there are two areas within our body that are receptor areas. The pineal gland, which is um, um, a small, let's say, bean-sized gland about four inches behind to the center of your forehead, the proverbial third eye chakra, mm -hmm. and then the solar plexus in your, uh, just, just below your diaphragm. 
It's called the solar plexus because it's the most complex bundle of nerves outside of the cerebral cortex in the body. And it's called the solar plexus because the nerves radiate from it like the rays of the sun. So that's why it was called the solar plexus. Well, that's where people get gut feelings. You know, a parent that suddenly knows, feels something's wrong with their child. Women are better with this. Women's intuition is feeling it here. Okay, for, for um, the male audience, and on behalf of my gender, gut instinct, dude. All right, because that's more Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. That's more, you know, Samuel L. Jackson, Denzel. You know, you feel it in your gut. And it's a very real thing. My dad taught me this. Um, all military, all first responders talk about trusting your gut because it's such a highly complex bundle of nerves that picks up on vibrational frequency. So that's where we get the feelings, the, the emotional impulses, uh, the physical sensations. The pineal gland in the brain, it has calcite and magnetite crystals in it. It controls our brainwave frequency, our perception, uh, our ability to perceive light. And essentially, we have a radio station in our head because it's all about regulating brainwave frequency to a higher higher vibration and spirits see that and they bring their frequency in alignment, you get a frequency match in their spirit communication. So mm -hmm. I explain this in, in much greater detail in the afterlife frequency. And even though not everyone's a psychic or a medium, everybody can, can learn how to recognize, accept, feel, and trust science from spirits. And that, that's one of the, one of the things that, that I teach in this book. Beautifully put. Thank you, Mark, for explaining that. Perfect for our audience is very interested in that. I do have a question from one of our viewers tonight, Anna. She's uh, Anna D says, I wonder, Mark, if the murdered, the people that were murdered, told you who killed them with you to help with your cases. Did that ever happen? Um, well, I've actually been consulted on some cold cases and information I've provided um, uh, I was on the CBS TV show, The Doctors, and they asked me to do a cold case, a reading for a family in a cold case murder. And the information that I gave them, they took back to the police in Phoenix, Arizona, and it led to the arrest of, of the suspect who's currently awaiting, awaiting trial. Um, but see, a lot of times um, spirits will come through and they will give information and evidence. It'd be very nice if they would come in and hold up a sign, you know, the guy's license yes. and social security number. It'd be very convenient. But you have to realize we are communicating with another dimension. And let me explain what I mean by that. Think of our world, the material world, as AM radio, energy, vibration, frequency, and the other side's FM radio. So we have two energetic systems that are, are independent of each other, yet occasionally you get frequency overlap. And sometimes the connection's really strong and other times it's, you know, and you don't get exact match, but you'll still get information. And that's, you know, and, and people say, well, why don't, you know, why don't you just ask a spirit who murdered me? Well, you do. And um, we get information that can lead to a description or uh, to to at least to help the police get on the path to find evidence which is admissible that can then lead to an arrest. 
have you found, let me, this is a little bit off the beaten track, but have you found that uh, many people that have been murdered or killed are no longer interested in retribution or who killed them have, or, or are they? That, that's always a difficult question and also a very sensitive question because you certainly, you know, you don't want to tell the parents of a child who's been murdered okay, that, you know, your child does not seek retribution. And we also tend to judge the other side uh, and spirits on our standards. You know, spirits are not invisible humans that are lumbering around with our same limitations. They're pure electromagnetic energy moving at the speed of light. And I've communicated with many spirits of people who have been murdered and many spirits of murderers. And they're quite a bit different on the other side. In other words, the murderers, the psychopaths are no longer. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to one day early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Psychopaths. Psychopathology predatorial behaviors are a defect a disruption of the brain. The brain does not create the soul, does not create the consciousness. So once free of that, the the brain um, the brain dies. The spirit is pure energy. Energy doesn't get sick. It's not mentally ill. It doesn't get old. It doesn't get tired. Right. So when they come through, they retain the memories of those behavior patterns as identifiers. But I've had many people who were killers come through and say that, yes, I know that I did this and what I did was horrible. And, you know, that's what they're they want to atone for. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, that's why I I only speak to people, um, the spirits that have passed that made their transition into heaven, as I would call it, because it's, uh, my feeling is that they've had a life review they've had chance to look at things and put it in perspective. They've got the big picture now and they have so much to teach us. Like you just mentioned that they no longer have those uh, emotional problems or psychopathic tendencies and they have something to teach us. That's what I appreciate about the afterlife. What everybody is loving or saying, loving your conversation, fascinating, comforting to the families. Uh, when you close a case, it must be. And also, Linnell is saying, thanks for sharing all of this information. Mark, what is it about uh, being a psychic explorer that is the thrill for you? Is there a... Is there an <laughs> Take a look around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, uh, this one piece, you see on, on the back, um, that's a bow and arrow yes. uh, on, on the wall. Okay, and next to it, um, see, yeah, that is, is a gourd, okay, that... Um, when I was in the Amazon, I was on a photographic expedition in the Amazon, and uh, one of the, the Indians, um, he was an Amara Indian, brilliant guy, and he, he carved that. And it's absolutely exquisite. It's beautiful. 
and the bow and arrow. I mean, I saw that and I'm like, God, that is so cool. You know, and, and I was like thinking, well, you know, I'd like to buy from, and he was staring at my shoes. I was wearing air Reeboks and he's looking at my shoes and he's like trade. I'm like, okay. So I traded a pair of air Reeboks and and I'm like, God, this is the coolest thing ever. I got this bow and arrow and this gourd from, and he's, and he's holding my, my air Reeboks. Like it's the Holy grail. Like, (laughs) well, it was really interesting because, you know, when I was in the Amazon, we were, um, I was on this, uh, this vessel called La Esmeralda. It was a, um, you know, exploratory vessel. And uh, it was kind of like a big version of the African queen. It was this clunky old boat, you know, Um, it was awesome. About a dozen passengers and, and as many crew. And so we would go to these villages where there's no running water, no electricity. I mean, it's, it is really like, the stone age for, for, I mean, that, that's how, how, how non-technological it is. And, um, and so, but, but I've spent a lot of my time visiting mystical, uh, spiritual sites. Um, when I was in Peru, not only was I in the Amazon, but I also spent time in the Andes and, Ooh. you know, because we're, we're coming up on Halloween and Dia de los Muertos, um, Dia de los Muertos is essentially November 1st and 2nd. November 2nd is the Catholic holiday of All Souls Day. Correct. So when the Spanish invaded Central America and they came into contact with the Aztecs and the Mayans and then later the Incas, um, you know, it's terrible what the Spanish did to those people. But when they landed, the Aztecs and the Mayans practiced human sacrifice. So here come the Spanish Catholics, and this is during the era of the Spanish Inquisition. Correct. Okay, and they had inquisitors, um, a, 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 you know, with the Spanish army. So they're seeing people wearing feathered costumes with masks, cutting people's hearts out to sacrifice yeah. to their gods. All right. So yeah. the Spanish are like, okay, these are devil worshippers. So in the name of you know um, God, we're going to kill all of them, and you know, of course, take their gold and, and their land. So after the initial subjugation and, of course, infecting them with European diseases, within yeah. 10 years of Spanish contact, 90% of the people in Central America died. Wow. Died from smallpox, from the flu, from the common cold, because they had no immunities to it. Hello, get a vaccine. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> um, sorry, that just kind of came out. Slipped out. Slipped out. But the thing is... Um, the thing is, after that, old traditions don't just go away. And so the, the Spanish Catholics had to deal with ancestor worship yeah. and um, celebrating the dead. So there was a compromise, a, a melding. And they said, OK, you can have your day of the dead. Let's put it on All Souls Day. And so that's why Dia de los Muertos, which is the day of the dead, you see skulls. Right, and right. and when I was in Peru, I was in the Andes, and I visited this this town, Oyataya Tatambo, and Oyataya Tatambo was the only place where the Incas defeated the Spaniards. So so the descendants of the Incas are the Quechua uh, people, and you know they love the fact that you know we beat the Spanish here, and so when I was in Oyataya Tatambo. And I was studying, um, you know, paranormal phenomenon and shamanism. I was invited by this family into their home. 
And it was really fascinating because it was carved into into uh, the you know the the wall of a you know of a mountain. I mean, this 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 home had to have been there for centuries. Wow! And on the hearth, above the hearth, the fireplace, there's like you know little kids playing there on the floor. There's skulls, the skulls of their ancestors. You know, yeah. so at first blush, it's like ah, you know, <laughs> but yeah. then you know, and I gotta be, I gotta be, you know, the the explorer, the examiner, and we're asking about this, and and our interpreter uh, spoke English, Spanish, and Quechua, and um, they explained that they were very honored and they were thrilled that we were there, and they were explaining that the skulls of their ancestors watch over and protect their family, and mm-hmm. so this was ancestor worship. So when right. we see a skull, I know for. Diadelis Muertos, and and Halloween, we think of it as as a spooky thing, whereas in these indigenous uh, belief systems, they were looked at as a protective, protective energy. So it was really quite fascinating. So, you know, when I see the, you know, the Day of the Dead, I don't look at it as negative. It is a day to honor our deceased loved ones. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and and that's essentially, you know... uh, kind of how Halloween started. I mean, I could go on and on about Halloween, but but all these things have melded together. And then, of course, capitalism got hold of it and trick-or-treat and costume sales and all that. But but um, we should remember that this is the time of year. Every day is a day to honor our dead. But, but this is, in particular, a time of year to acknowledge this. Beautifully done. Yes, I... Totally agree with you. I attended a ceremony uh, where people brought pictures of their loved ones and put them on the altar so that they, and there was a remembrance ceremony. I don't know what you call that. I, I got the feeling that it was a Mexican inspired ceremony of ancestry. And yeah. it was lovely gesture. Very, very nice. Really, you know, gives you a time to, uh, sorry, um, gives you a chance to memorialize your loved ones. I love it. Mark, we're going to pause for a moment. I think we have our commercial break from my sponsor. It's like a very quick clip. Yeah, no problem. Mind, I'm going to put you on pause. Tiffany, did you want to run our, our commercial for Laura Romero? We would love Thank you for that. Thank you, Tiffany. Laura Romero is one of our show hosts, Angels and Healing Light. Uh, She's on sabbatical at the moment, but she'll be joining us again once more, I'm sure. Her website uh, contact here for the sponsors, marygay.com slash L. Laura Romero. Love it. Um, uh, Veronica from Australia saying, we don't celebrate Halloween much in Australia, and I've always wondered how that came about. So thank you, Mark for explaining the history behind that is uh, there any place that you haven't gone yet, Mark, that you want to (laughs) explore? 
Oh my gosh. Um, so, so much. Um, um, I really want to go to India and I was planning on doing that in 2020, but <laughs> that, that, that yeah. got delayed. And, um, a couple of my friends, um, did a trip to Egypt last, oh. um, actually in, in the summer during the solstice. But once again, because of, you know, concerns with, with COVID that, that got delayed. Um, but I mean, there are so many sites, um, that, that I would love to explore. I've, I've explored many in the, the U S and native American, many in Europe, the British Isles, uh, central and South America, the Caribbean, um, Japan, Thailand, uh, that I've been to, but um, yeah, I'd really like to to go to India. But India is the type of place that you know you have to spend like a month there. That's not like you know you fly there in a week because it's you know yes, basically yeah. a day. And, and it's funny because we say, "Oh my God, it takes a whole day to get there," whereas yeah. a century ago it would take like a month just to get there. <laughs> so. Yeah. If you know what, uh, another question that was on my mind to ask you. Since you explore all these different locales, do you, uh, and I don't know if this is mentioned, uh, if you've mentioned this in the book, I don't, I don't remember hearing this. Are people that are, are souls still associated with that land? Like, would you see people that maybe have not passed on or, or kind of earthbound or what's that about? Okay. Um, in, in my other two books, I, I get into that in this one. I didn't want to just do um, like Never Letting Go or Evidence of Eternity Part Two. The afterlife frequency goes more into the yeah. science of this. Um, and this is where I differ with a lot of my colleagues. I don't believe in souls that are trapped here in this world or okay. haven't crossed over yet. There's three schools of thought on hauntings. One right. is that they're trapped here. And I don't believe that. Secondly, is that the spirits will come back to visit a particular place. Okay. And the third is that in areas where there have been a tremendous amount of brutality or trauma, that it's a residual energy echo. In other words, matter retains vibration. Now, one of the key concepts that I introduce in the afterlife frequency is the electromagnetic soul. We know from from faith, from all major belief systems, that the soul, the spirit, consciousness, as it's referred to in the realm of science and in psychology, pre-exists the body, comes into the body, moves on after the body dies. We know from the laws of physics that energy is neither created nor destroyed, only transferred from one form to another. From the, the study of neuroscience, the study of the human brain, the brain operates on chemical reactions and electrical impulses, but neuroscience is completely unable to explain how the brain creates consciousness because it doesn't. And we know that everything from quantum physics is made of molecules, which are made of atoms, which are made of electrons, protons, and neutrons, which in turn are made of the smallest unit of a subatomic particle, a quantum. That's where the term quantum physics comes from. And that particle is electromagnetic energy. And what's fascinating is that on the quantum level, there's no distinction between physics and biology. Because traditionally, science has been split into two fields, the study of organic and living matter, which is biology, and the study of energy and inorganic matter, which is physics. Okay, but at the subatomic level, 
it's all electromagnetic energy. That's why everyone and everything is interconnected. All right. And that's what all the great spiritual teachers were speaking. But, you know, they didn't have the, the terminology for quantum physics, which we do now. So, so I came up with the term the electromagnetic soul to explain and describe in 21st century terms what we really are, which is pure consciousness that is eternal electromagnetic energy. So when we die, our electromagnetic soul, which the scientists who've endorsed the book are now, you know, using the term and calling it the EMS. And I like that, the EMS. The EMS um, leaves our body and plunges into this eternal sea of souls, the collective consciousness. So that's why as soon as you die, you know you're dead. That's why you're not wandering around Earth going, oh, make a bod cream holding my severed head. You know, that's such a Victorian <laughs> yes. era, primitive, superstitious nonsense that we need to get past. So when you go to an area where there's been a terrible trauma, that area has picked, uh, retains that vibration. And one of the most intense encounters that I had, I was 19 years old and I was in, in Germany with a bunch of my, um, I was on a college uh, study program and uh, I was with a bunch of my friends and we'd been drinking at the Hofbrauhaus. House. We we're at Munich, Germany, uh-huh. and, you know, because I'm a college kid, you know, and you got to prove your manhood by the amount of beer that you can drink. Big mistake. So the next morning and totally hung over and we decide that you know, we had planned to go to Dachau concentration camp. I was going to just ask you about that. Oh, yeah. Psychic. It must be. Must be, Carolyn. <laughs> so we go to Dachau concentration camp. And I remember getting off the train and walking to it. And as soon as I crossed the gates, it said in German, Arbeit macht frei. Work makes free, which yes. it didn't. Once you entered there, you weren't leaving. Right. Dachau was a smaller concentration camp. Only 40,000 people were murdered there. And so I'm walking around, and and here I am, a 19-year-old medium, hungover, not prepared for this. And I see the crematoriums. I couldn't even bring myself to go into them, much less the gas chamber. And all of a sudden, I saw myself surrounded by images of these shrieking people. I could see their sunken faces, the black and white striped garb. And I remember I collapsed to my knees and I burst into tears. So all my college friends like, dude, what's your problem? You know, they're all like giving, calling me all kinds of names. One of the, the, the people on the trip, he was actually from my hometown, grew up a couple streets away from me, Dave. He came over, put his hand underneath my arm. Said, Mark, we're getting out of here, buddy. He knew about my family. He said, okay. I don't know what's going on, but I know it's really intense and I got to get you out of here. And he got me on a bus and we're sitting there and he goes, Mark, I don't know what happened. And um, I mean, I'm crying. I was unprepared. Yeah. Now, was I communicating with spirits who were trapped there? Mm -hmm. No. It was residual energy echo. The horrors, the terror that happened there, it's retained that vibration. I was picking up on their residual energy. So the way to explain this is, A residual energy echo keeps going on and on and on and on. What I was seeing were no more sentient spirits than your reflection in a mirror is you. And that's that's what it's like. Right. Well put. Thank you for answering that. Uh, I was going to ask that question. I'm really glad that you brought that up because that's kept me awake. I had another guest uh, that had talked about her work 
really into the paranormal, you know, and uh, about rescuing souls. And it horrifies me. I'm a big World War II history buff. And it horrifies me to think that those souls, you know, as a psychic medium, would be Are are trapped there. Yeah, they're not. And that's the problem with a lot of... Well, a lot of our colleagues are still stuck in that Victorian yes. era. And that's why I want to bring the understanding of spirit communication out of there. And right. so uh, people that do the house clearings and uh, these things, they're deflecting. They're deflecting that energy I away. See. So you can deflect it. And that's a good thing, too, because, you know, you don't want to live in a place where, you know, you're feeling, you know, Amityville horror and all this, right. you know. Um, you want to deflect that energy out of there, um, you know. So, so stop the echo, deflect it away, and clear clear the uh, the energy. And so, a few years ago, when I went to Ground Zero in Manhattan, I was okay. ready for it, and I was with my manager Rocky, and you know Rocky. She yes, travels hi Rocky. With me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> she travels with me on tour, and I remember um, I could handle it for about forty five minutes. Because um, wow. I could just feel the the sorrow there, and she was really good. She goes, Mark. She goes, I think I said, yeah, I've had a, you know, I I can't take this anymore. But I will say this about Ground Zero. Um, that is one of the most elegant, tasteful, beautiful monuments yes. to have um, the, the water yes. um, flowing into what looks like eternity. Whoever designed that did such a yes. magnificent job to commemorate um, all those, those, yes. those people who were tragically killed that day. Do you think, did you feel that it was um, uh, some of the feeling that you would be picking up was um, uh, maybe more sh- stunned, shocked uh, kind of be- feeling? Bewildered. Um, bewildered yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And nine 11, uh, that, that was just so intense. And um I remember when I went to the USS Arizona uh, Ah, monument in Pearl Harbor. And what shocked me even more was when I was looking at the the names of the sailors. Yes. Yes. I spotted a very familiar name, a last name that's part of my family. Oh, my. And I, I couldn't believe it. And I talked about this at length with my dad. And it appears that a young man a seaman second class, one of my third cousins, like once removed, was on the USS Arizona. Oh, my. I mean, talk about, I mean, the cold chills going through me. Yeah. So, so but, you know, I've visited a, a number of these. I've, I've got, since it's Halloween, I do have, yes. um, okay, so a couple of years back, I'm in England. And it was St. Patrick's Day. So I'm like, oh, gosh, St. Patrick's Day. Because and even though my mom was Italian, she used to make the best corned beef and cabbage. And, you know, it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the United States. We, we like St. Patrick's Day. So I asked my English colleague, so what do we do on St. Patrick's Day here? And like, nothing, you know. And it's like, okay, the history between England and Ireland has been not difficult. Good. <laughs> yeah, not, not good. So I figured, all right, I'm going to take the day off. I was over there studying, you know, supernatural phenomenon and all that. And it, it was cold miserable foggy drizzling so i go to the tower of london it was the perfect day for the tower of london cold miserable foggy and i'm just loving it i'm a history buff and i'm loving seeing suits of armor i saw henry the eighth suit of armor and all this so i'm walking across the great courtyard in the tower of london 
And I'm, all of a sudden, my mind fills with Anne Boleyn, Anne Boleyn, Anne Boleyn. Okay, and I'm like, Anne Boleyn, that was one of Henry VIII's wives. And to, and he had six wives. And to remember their fates, there's a, there's a little rhyme. Divorced, beheaded, died. Divorced, beheaded, survived. <laughs> Anne Boleyn was number two, beheaded. So I sit down on this bench and I'm thinking, I wonder if she was executed here. I wonder, okay? And and like Amblin, Amblin, Amblin's filling my mind's eye. And then I look to my left and I yeah. see this, this like 30 feet away, Caroline, I see this big circular glass sculpture and it has to look, what looks like a, a glass pillow in the middle of it. And I'm making a joke to myself, like, I guess they're all out of glass slippers. you know. <laughs> so I get up and walk over to this and I get to the, the, the edge of uh, the rim and I look down and I'm like, the name Anne Boleyn oh. is right there. And I'm like, and I look and this was a memorial to Sorry. the people who were unlawfully or unjustly executed at the Tower mm. of London, and this was where Anne Boleyn was beheaded. Oh, and I'm Lord. like, oh my God! You know, that's like you know, even though though you know we're we're psychic mediums, there's those OMG moments mm-hmm. now and again. So here I am standing in the drizzly, foggy, freezing cold weather at the Tower of London, getting this Anne Boleyn vibe at the very spot where she was beheaded. And all I could think is for me, this was the best St. Patrick's day ever. It's fascinating your experiences. And I love the way that you are just so down to earth explaining everything, Mark. It's just the audience is loving it. They're like, how cool is that, that that unfolded for you. And um, Anna is saying, thank you. Very well explained, Mark. Thank you. You know, Um, every, all of your experiences are we are living vicariously through you because they're <laughs> so exciting. You know, if everything that's happened to psychic mediums, like what happened to um, Helen Duncan, for example, oh, being yeah. incarcerated and all this, how far do you think we've come? That we've evolved, or has society evolved? Looking at this, I think well, that your afterlife frequency is definitely going to help this. Yeah, th- th- thank you. Thank you. Well, that's one of the reasons that I wrote this. I wanted to write a, a a serious scientific work on this. And I'm so honored that Dr. Gary Schwartz, the head of parapsychology, psychology, physics, surgery um, um, of, at the University of Arizona, wrote the foreword for it. And it's been endorsed by Dr. Jeffrey Long, the head of the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation, Dr. Bruce Grayson, one of the founders of the International Association of Near-Death Studies, uh, Colonel Dr. John Alexander, Nancy Evans Bush, PMH Atwater, all former presidents of the International Association of Near-Death Studies. Um, Kevin Tedeschi, the head of the Edgar Casey Association for Research and Enlightenment. William Bowman, uh, head of the Monroe Institute for Out-of-Body Experiences. Uh, Dr. Pim von Lummel, the foremost expert uh, in Europe on near-death experiences, uh, Dr. Pat Basili, world-renowned uh, uh, psychologist. I mean, it's very humbling, humbling to see the, the scientific community, including Dr. Dean Radin, the chief scientist for the Institute of Noetic Sciences, 
all not only endorsing my book, but explaining to me that uh, the EMS, the electromagnetic soul, explains things in a way that people can understand it. And once you understand the EMS, it starts helping you realize the science and support of near-death experiences and a shared death experience where more than one person has has the same near-death experience or a person who's having an NDE, what they're undergoing overlaps to where you get to see what's happening with with uh, what they're experiencing. And it's it's time that we get spirit communication, near-death experiences, deathbed visions out of the shadows of superstition and into the light of 21st century science. Beautiful. I have one other thing where I can't believe our time has flown by. Thank you. This went by fast. Yeah. You are so uh, fascinating and uh, brilliant. It's it's an honor and a privilege for Mm -hmm. me to uh, meet with you. Thank you so much for joining us in this psychic flow. What, advice would you leave for us or what message would you give us mark uh since you're so in touch with what's going on is there anything message that you would leave our audience with tonight well uh, my work if if i have if mark has a message and and um you know my message is 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 the afterlife frequency is that none of this is hocus pocus there is a reason and an explanation for everything. And the great astrophysicist, Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, he said that the beauty of science is that you don't have to believe it for it to be true. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the, the scientists that I quote in the afterlife frequency because People need to understand that there is a logical scientific explanation for everything. And that includes consciousness, that includes spirit communication, that includes spiritual phenomenon. And that my work, my life's message is to help people understand that the divine power that we call God exists, that the afterlife, heaven, nirvana, the other side, whatever you want to call the afterlife frequency exists, that our electromagnetic soul is an eternal living being, that we can communicate with souls, and that we will be reunited with the EMS, the electromagnetic souls of our loved ones, when it is our time to leave this material world. Wonderfully done. Thank you, Mark, for sharing your experience, your brilliance your talents with us, your contribution to this field and to humanity. I really appreciate you. And uh, you're so gracious. Uh, Please check out theafterlifefrequency.com. Mark uh, Anthony, the psychic lawyer, the psychic explorer. Please check out that website. Mark, you are a wonderful guy. I am so happy to see you again. And I hope I see you again soon. Thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you. And to everyone, have a happy, safe Halloween. Namaste. And may God bless you. Oh, God bless. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron. Receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic perks. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.